I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I don't no, understand. you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor, a teacher, a clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Pizza we have tonight. Uh, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. I've often said that the vast majority of predators I've caught don't stand out of a crowd. Sure, there are those who might as well have the word predator tattooed across their forehead because they're so creepy because of their behavior and really just because of the way they look. But most of them could be the guy standing next to you at the convenience store on your way home from work or at the gas station. Such is the case with David Demers. Demers was 31 years old when he walked into our sting house in Flagler Beach, Florida in December of 2006. Demers was a college instructor. His screen name was Auto Video. He taught college kids about television production and lighting and sound and things like that. So he was with college-age kids on a day-to-day -day basis. And as it turns out, he was also wanting to get with a 14-year-old girl whom he met online. And I'll get into the details there in a minute. The 14-year-old girl was actually a decoy from Perverted Justice who used the name Annie, her screen name Annie Annie Bobani. Clearly, she said she was 14. So Demers sees her in a chat room and initiates a conversation, and it starts, I mean, as innocent as it can be between a 31-year-old man and a 14-year-old girl, and he'll say later that he should have just stopped it when he figured out she was 14, but he didn't stop it. Here's a guy who had a job, a good job. He had a car. He lived in an apartment complex with a roommate in Orlando. He had traveled the world. He worked on cruise ships for a long time went to Japan. In fact, he spoke some Japanese, and I'll get into that in a minute. It becomes significant in the text conversations. And he was not a bad-looking guy. Big, bald, but articulate. You know, a guy who could have, you know, easily dated, met women in person, I suppose. But here he is in a chat room. And it's a textbook example of how a predator 
grooms a child, how a predator probes and tests boundaries, how a predator raises the specter of inappropriate sexual behavior with a minor, how a predator normalizes adult sexual chats and fantasies and transforms them or tries to transform them into a message that is attractive to a child. And then during this transformation, the predator becomes the mentor, the teacher, the big brother, the father figure, all with the intent to ultimately have sex with a child. This is sexual assault. This is a crime. This is something that could alter a child's life forever. And that's part of the reason why we did all these investigations and why we continue to do them to this very day. These guys are not going away. And David Demers was committed to carrying out this sexual liaison with a 14-year-old girl. His screen name, as I mentioned, Auto Video. He chats for about a month with Annie Annie Bobani. And I'm going to go through the chat here in a minute so you can get a sense of the grooming process he uses. And it's interesting, and you'll, you'll hear all about this in, in a moment when I get into it. He, he admits right away that he was wrong. He's one of those guys who doesn't even try to lie about it, to say it wasn't him, to say his roommate got on his computer, that there's a big mix-up. He, he admits straight out that what he was doing was wrong and that he shouldn't have done it and that he's going to take his punishment, get help, and move on. Demers starts off the chat right away by acknowledging the decoy's age. You're 14. Yeah, why? She says. Because you're cute, but I shouldn't be thinking that because I could be your dad. Decoy asks, how old are you? 31, he says. My dad's 54. On a video, says, that's cool. That your pick and profile, she says. Looks like you got antennas, LOL. I do, he says. Take me to your leader. Now, this is the chit-chat that he starts with, the grooming process, very early on. And he says, I was having fun at my sister's wedding. LOL, you're funny, she says. There's more talk about pictures. And he starts to try to impress her by saying that he knows how to speak Japanese. He jokes about his bald head. I'd use it for soccer, but it's kind of hard to kick myself in the head, he says. Aw, you're funny. So he's engaging in this unusually immature humor for a 31-year-old. But then again, who's he talking to? A 14-year-old girl. You're making that up, she says, lol. Nope. And then he starts in with the Japanese. Hi equals yes. Watashi equals I. Wa equals am. Nihon go equals Japanese. She seems to be impressed that he knows the Japanese language. How you learn it? I studied it. Wow, that's so cool. Arigatou. Gozamasu. He translates. Thank you very much. And he goes on. More Japanese, including Totemu equals cute. Oh my God, she says. Oops. Thank you very much. And he talks about the conjugation of the Japanese language. Introduces himself as David. Up until now, it was on a video only. And he talks about his history of being on cruises, working on cruise boats. He says, yep, 
Alaska, San Francisco, Seattle, Maryland, Hawaii. Wow, so exciting. It was fun, he says. I went to Japan once, too. Where you live now? On vacation, though. Wow, I live in Orlando, he says. You've done a lot of things, she says. And been to a lot of places. Yep, a lot. Almost every state in the country. I used to be on tour with a band. Wow, your life is so cool, she says. Of course she'd think it was cool. She's 14. I wouldn't mind being a little richer and having someone really cool to come home to, though. Annie Annie Boban, he says. Hard to find a girlfriend, huh? It's not easy when you travel as much as I do. I bet. He takes a break. He starts sending pictures. In one of them, his head is painted blue. Why is your head blue? Heard of Blue Man Group, he says? Um, yeah. You're one of them? Almost, huh? I was asked to audition. I did, but I'm not a drummer. You're kidding. You gotta be a drummer? Well, it helps. That's what they do mostly. Percussion. Wow, that is so, so cool. I've seen their show in Boston, Las Vegas, and the touring one here in Orlando. Your life is so exciting, she says. You still go on cruise boats? Not lately. I teach right now, but I'm thinking about it again. You teach school? Yep. College students. What do you teach? Audio stuff, huh? Home theater and conference room installation. Auto video. Hence the screen name. And then he transitions back into the grooming. If I were only 18 again, lol. I wish I was 16, she says. I want to drive. You will soon. Don't rush things. Trust me. It goes by faster when you realize. Everyone says that, she says. You don't believe it? I didn't either. Or at least I didn't want to hear it. Do me a favor. Enjoy high school. I hate it when people say that. Live each day as if it's the most precious thing you have, because in reality, it's the only thing you have. Wow, that's prolific. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show, and for good reason. This month, we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. I don't have to tell you that for two years now, we've been in the midst of a pandemic, and this has taken its toll on everyone. There's been isolation. It's been difficult to continue our normal relationships. People's job situations have changed. Relationships have changed. We've faced health crises in our own families. Don't wait until it's too late to reach out for help. So if you're feeling down, challenged, there's help. I wouldn't endorse something in which I didn't believe wholeheartedly. And I believe BetterHelp can help you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And I understand this. The key is to get the help. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. That's the reality. And you can be matched with a therapist in less than 48 hours. So don't wait. Get the help. Give it a try and see why more than 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. I believe in it. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Predators I've Caught listeners get 10% 
off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Hanson. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Hanson. H-A-N-S-E-N. And then the decoy, playing her role, says, You're so nice, I can't believe you don't have a girlfriend. On a video says, I kind of do. She lives in another country. Annie Annie Bonanny says, well, where is she? Serbia, actually. Yeah, I miss her. Now, we find out later that girlfriend is kind of a loose term for an online friend with whom he exchanges pictures. He had a whole folder of them in his computer, he later tells the police. How can you date someone who lives somewhere else? I met her on one of the cruise ships. And we talk every day for hours and hours. Online. Oh, wow, that's so romantic. You get to see her? Yes, we both have webcams, so we can spend time together. Oh, wow, it's hard sometimes. The time difference. What time is it there? 1 a.m. Dang. When did you see her last? Physically. Physically? Yeah. June. Oh, wow, how can you do that? I'm actually talking to her right now. So here he is talking to his quote-unquote girlfriend in Serbia and chatting up this girl he thinks is 14 who then tells him well you probably want to talk to her alone now i don't mind i'm sorry okay talk to you later see ya then a few days later the conversation picks up again and here comes the initial foray into sex annie annie bobanny says you got a beard and mustache it's a goatee he says cute lol you trim it nice thanks i try I'm told it tickles sometimes. Annie Annie Bonanny says, LOL, I bet. And here it comes. But that can be a good thing. She says my ex had a mustache for a while. It was tickly. How old was he? 16. He expresses concern about not getting out and seeing women, saying I'm becoming one of those computer nerds. And then he asks, you got an older sister? LOL. Nope, just me. There's nothing just about you. Aw, I think you're super cool, he says. Now, now, I want to kiss back, but I can't. It's illegal. It's illegal, she asks? Well, having any type of romantic relationship with someone younger than 18 is walking on thin ice. Walking on thin ice, he's about to fall through the ice. Having sexual relations with someone less than 18. Oh, I thought you meant sending me a kiss here, lol. Oh, it's called statutory rape, he says. Well, right there, we know he's familiar with the law, right? But he's going to go on anyway. But we were just talking. LOL, I know, but men can get in trouble for things like that. Then he starts talking about a nickname of his from when he was in school, Marshmallow. Why? Because he was on a camp out and somebody was shooting marshmallows out of an air gun of some sort. And here's where... He starts testing the water once again with sexual innuendos. He starts talking about how she could be the chocolate between the marshmallows in his s'more. Well, you're the marshmallow, she says. Auto video says, and you're my squishy chocolate. LOL, she says. Together, we're s'mores. Ta-da. Cute, he says. Yeah, and yummy. Um, yep, s'mores are yummy. I'm sure you are too, he says. I'd love a taste. But you know, you're cute, but I don't want to get into trouble. Well, that's a start anyway, he says. A start? If you don't want to get me in trouble, then that's half the worry. Why would I, she says. 
There are ways of getting a lot of money out of a guy by doing that, he says. LOL, I don't think you're rich anyways. That's right. I'm a teacher. We make squat. Now he's moving in to set up the sexual encounter. Have you ever been with an older guy? My ex was 16. Well, that doesn't count. Dang, why not? He was older, LOL, because he was also under the age of consent. So can I ask you some personal questions, he says? How far have you gone with a guy? Oh, me and Steven did it. Cute. Cute? Yeah, kinda. Sexy, too. Why is that cute? You're cute as a button, he says. So he asks about her sexual activity, then backs off and talking about cute things. He asks for more pictures. I so wish I was 16, I'd come driving over. Pick you up. You would? Yeah, I'd be scared poopless. If you were 16, so I wish I was 16 with my confidence now. What kind of car you got, she says. A little Chevy Cavalier. It's nice. Color, coolest car I've owned. My favorite color, electric blue. Well, that's what he's going to show up in in just a little bit. There's more talk about meals and innocuous things until she says that she made a hot dog for a meal. And then he sort of does this clumsy translation into saying something along the lines of, I want to be your wiener, and uses the food analogy to try to explain sex to her, that he's the wiener and she's the taco, because there's a slit in the taco, and of course she plays dumb, and then she starts to indicate she understands that he's talking about the male and the female anatomy, and it's clumsy, but you can tell that he's grooming, and this is the sort of thing that you never know if he's done it before or whether or not it's the first time, but it's disturbing. And it follows a pattern that we see over and over again. And then he moves in a little closer to her. I love teaching you things. And I'd love to teach you about all the stuff I know about stuff. Stuff meaning sex. I want to teach you about all the sensations you've never had before. She says, I want you to. But what if you get mad at me, he says, after. You're not going to get me prego, are you? Meaning pregnant. No, then why would I get mad at you? My mom doesn't even know that me and Stephen did it. The previous boyfriend who was 16 with whom she had sex, she says. And then he says, what if I got a girlfriend? Would you get jealous? You got one now? No. How would I know? You going to tell me to make me jealous? No. But what if I teach you all these things and then suddenly stop? So not only is he trying to protect himself by telling her she can't make anyone else aware of this illicit sexual encounter, he's trying to protect himself from her doing something crazy after he gets her emotionally attached to him. You can tell he's thinking this through, what's going to happen if she ends up being upset. And he gets more explicit. You would not believe how hard I am right now. LOL. I get it, LOL. And then he asks, was Stephen big? I don't know. I guess, she says. I didn't have a ruler. Geez, LOL, yeah. I only saw his, you know, no one else, meaning she's only seen one man's genitalia before. Well, let me go back home and recharge my battery. Maybe the network here, there is working again. Maybe the network there is working again. So he's, he's going to now show her, her being a 14-year-old girl, his penis. He's going to send pictures of himself. I don't want to ruin it, he says, or get your hopes up. Oh, okay. I will talk to you soon. And then he sends these pictures. 
after he gets his computer together. And he's so desperate to keep in contact that he actually, at one point, because he loses internet service in his apartment, he drives around in his car around the apartment complex with his computer trying to pilfer somebody else's signal so he can keep going in this conversation. And now he wants to know details of the sexual encounter she had with her 16-year-old boyfriend, where they did it, how they did it, whether or not she was drinking alcohol, smoking pot. He's drawing this out. Again, this whole interaction goes on for about a month. He wants to know how long the sexual act took. Well, I thought it would take longer. Okay, sorry. Two pump chump. You're embarrassed. I'm sorry. Were you naked? Huh? Not all. Two pump chump is what you call a guy that doesn't last long. Oh, LOL. Pump, pump. Uh, that's it. So just the pantyhose came off, I guess. Did it hurt, he asks. Yeah, a little. Next day it hurt all day. Did you bleed? Some. That's normal, he says. So was that the only time? Yeah. Did you like it? I didn't hate it, she says. Or were you disappointed? But he broke up with me the next week. Aw, did he wear a condom or did he pull out? No condom. And then there's talk about when he's actually going to come over and visit. They check calendars. They go back and forth. He wants to stay over. Spend the night. He talks about them having sex in a pool. She would feel like she's floating. And then he starts talking about foreplay. Who says only orgasms should be muscle quakes, huh? Okay, when we have foreplay, actually, my intention is to make you feel good every time we talk. What do you mean? I hope I make you feel good when we talk. You changing your mind about coming over? No. Why would you think that? I don't know. You talk about tickling and muscle quakes. Right. You want me to just talk about sex? LOL. No, I just don't understand, and now I feel dumb again. Don't. It's okay. I'm just trying to help you. Again, he's trying to be this teacher. I told you I want it to be special, he says. Better than you could ever expect it to be. Then what? Do you have a pool? Yeah, a jacuzzi. Pool's still good. Okay, do you use it this time of year? Yeah. We could come back and wash our feet off in the pool. He talks about a long romantic walk on the beach. And then I could give you one of those massages I told you about. Oh my God, wow. And then maybe go skinny dipping. You're not kidding, are you? No, but it might be too cold. We'll see. But I would love to take your sweet, sexy little naked body in the pool and hold you against me and make out with you in the water. O-M-G. In the pool? Yep. I've never done it before, he says, but I hear that having sex in water is awesome. You want to do that? She asks. I would love to. Wouldn't you drown? You do it standing up, silly. Again, he knows he's talking to a child. The water makes you almost weightless. If I hold you, and you wrapped your legs around me, oh, it makes it easier to move, and the sensation for you is like having sex on a cloud. Makes you feel free. Well, okay, she says. It's almost like he's trying to give sex 101 class to this girl who he thinks is 14. Talks about... The missionary style being the first position, doggy style being the second. And then he gets into this whole explanation of group sex, where two guys are having sex with the same women, intercourse and oral sex. And the decoy from Perverted Justice obviously feigns surprise and acts like she's never heard anything about this before. And he takes credit for being the teacher here. And then he treats our decoy to a naked video show. Wow, I'm totally naked, LOL. 
Dang, you are. You like that? He asks. Um, yeah. Because you want to show me. He says, I'm nervous. Why? I don't know. Just want to make you happy. Impress you. Impress me? Sure. Again, he's talking to a 14-year-old. He's 31. He's standing there naked in front of a webcam trying to close the deal. Now I'm squeezing my peaches, he says. LOL, you're too funny. Want to see what it looked like when I'm having sex with you? Oh my God. Okay, dang. You like that? Did it make you horny? He talks about massaging again in the erogenous zones. And in the middle of the conversation, he tells her not to leave the conversations up on the computer so they don't get into trouble. And then he says, just using my noodle. I'll use this noodle so you can use my other noodle. He's talking about when he visits, his noodle obviously being his penis. Again, appealing to a child. Now he's going to close the deal, convincing her that this is going to be a great experience for her. On a video saying, because I value what kind of experience this is for you, and I feel special. Special, he says, knowing I'm giving you the kind of experience that you can grow up always smiling about. How about raping you? How about that kind of an experience? Because that's exactly what it is. But he's convinced himself now that he's doing this girl a favor by teaching her, in his mind, the right way to have sex for only the second time in her life with a 31-year-old man. I'm going to give you a present too, he says. Something small for you to treasure your whole life. Something small for you to treasure your whole life? Like a teddy bear, she says? Maybe I was thinking something like a piece of sea glass or a seashell or something like that. Wow. He's going to rape a child and in exchange give her a seashell as a piece of memorabilia of the crime. This is the way this guy thinks. And so after a month of grooming, ultimately of graphic sexual conversations, sending pictures... David Demers, auto video, drives from Orlando to our sting house in Flagler Beach. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. The new year is a great time to focus on what's most important to you, whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook on your own, or prioritizing your wellness. HelloFresh is here to help with endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. You know, some of you may know that we have a home in Michigan and an apartment in New York City for work. And both Gabriel and I are from Michigan, but when I'm solo in New York, I like to go out to lunch a lot, but not so much at dinner. And HelloFresh provides the perfect opportunity to have the portions I want, the food I want, delivered to the apartment. No mess no leftovers, and no questions about seasoning or preparation. It's all right there, and it's really good food. HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality, and you can save, on average, more than $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Hanson16. And use code Hanson16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash Hanson16, H-A-N-S-E-N-1-6. Get 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, 
America's number one meal kit. Demirez walks right up to the door. It's nighttime. Our on-site decoy answers and invites him in. And he's seemingly polite. He's left his backpack in his car. And he walks over. And there's very little chit-chat before he starts to move towards the on-site decoy for a hug. And that's when I walk in. How's it going? Good, you can sit down. Oh. No hug tonight. Okay. Why don't you have a seat right over there, please? Demers says he's in a bad spot, and I ask him what he means by that. What are you up to? I don't know. I'm in a bad spot. Why don't you describe that spot for me? Alone. I'm not going to deny it. I mean, obviously, I'm here and whatever, so... I mean, is that appropriate to send to a girl who says she's 14? No, not at all. Around I, know, I knew it was wrong. I knew it was wrong, and I just kept... I just couldn't... I couldn't stop. I knew it was wrong, but I couldn't stop. This takes us inside the mind of a predator. He has a predilection for having sex with a child. Wouldn't be doing it except for the internet, but blurs this line between fantasy and reality. He sent pictures of himself lounging naked to a girl he thought was 14. What was your plan here tonight? Do you think you would have had sex with this girl if she was willing? So what have come to it? Did you bring condoms? Mm-hmm. What else did you bring? Massage oil. Massage oil. Yeah. You know what's going on here? Yes, I do. Do you know who I am? I don't know who you are. I have an idea. Who do you think? I believe you're some sort of detective or police officer. Well, I'm not. No. You'd be wrong there. Some sort of detective or police officer to whom he's essentially confessed. He's brought condoms massage oils and he indicates that had the girl been willing he would have likely had sex with her but now it's time for me to tell him who i really am i'm chris hansen with dateline nbc and we're doing a story on adults who try to meet young teens online for sex i would deny nothing it's all there black and white this is probably what i needed to straighten up scared the hell out of me I should have scared the hell out of me as soon as she said she was 14. I should have just been like, bye. And that's what I'm going to do from now on. Okay. At least he was honest, right? You can't let him off the hook because he would have had sex with a 14-year-old girl. He admits it. And all the evidence was there. But you got to give him this. I mean, all these guys suddenly find God once they get caught. I get it. But... He knew he was wrong. Thank God it was us and not a real 14-year-old girl. Some people say that, well, look, this wouldn't have happened had he not been running the sting operation, this investigation. And I don't buy that because he would have found somebody online. This situation he had going with a woman in Serbia, if that is in fact true or was true, wasn't satisfying him. He was out trolling. He was willing to have a sexually charged conversation. He engaged in intense grooming almost using his training as a teacher to do so. And he was teaching this girl, or he thought he was, about sex. And he shows up. That's the thing. He shows up and admits that he would have had sex with this girl. And I believe he would have. He was excited when he walked into that house. He was engaged with this on-site decoy, an attractive blonde woman who we hired to play the part for us. 
And he would have done all this stuff. He had a change of clothes so he could spend the night. He had his computer with him. And you'll hear in a minute what he tells the detectives during his interview about what's on that computer. Gentlemen, have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. At the end of it all, when I tell him I'm not a detective, I'm Chris Hansen, he thinks he's off the hook criminally. He thinks he's just going to be embarrassed. You heard him say how he's guilty. It's all there in black and white. This is what he needed. And then he, as you heard, says, gentlemen, have a good night. Now, he's familiar a little bit with, you know, my business because he works with audio and video equipment, lighting for shows. And he says, have a good night, gentlemen. Well, David Demur's night is just beginning. And it's not going to be good because as he walks outside, he's arrested by the Flagler Beach police. On the ground. Get on the ground. Get on the ground. He immediately gets on the ground. Police arrest him without incident. And then he's taken into the police station where he, again, is interviewed, but this time by detectives. And they get into real detail here. Demirs is interviewed by a female detective. He's already told her that he realizes he's in trouble. He realizes what he's done is criminal and that he wants help. They have the computer. Obviously, it's going to take them a minute to go through it. And the detective wants to know if there's child pornography or anything else on the computer that they should know about in advance. And he seems to be honest about it. You can listen to what he tells the detective here. So, yeah, lots of pictures. Are any of those pictures going to be pictures of girls that are underage? No. She, this character, this person, Annie, was the first person I had long conversations with. There were other ones that I saw online that I would be, I would just be like, you're too young, you should go away for some reason. This conversation just seemed to continue. He claims that the only conversation on the computer with an underage girl is this one. He then says to the detective that, you know, he would see girls online who are young, but he would tell them to go away or he wouldn't engage with them. But he sure did engage with Annie. What made you want to talk to her even um, though she was 14 and you knew that that was too young? What kept you wanting to talk to her that got you to actually drive from Orlando to her house? It was never an intention. I didn't look at her and go, yeah, I'd want to do this. Um, conversation for me, and as it's on the transcript will we'll show that I, I tried to be nice. Tried to be nice? What he tried to do is rape a child. And this is the part where, even though he admits he's wrong, criminally responsible, and needs help, this is the part where the predator tries to rationalize that he didn't mean to cause the girl any harm. And the detective here isn't having it. Listen in. Actually, the transcript, the intention is to come here and have sex. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Well, yeah, because it. it is in black and white. So to try to say that that, that wasn't the intention. Well, from, from the get go, yeah. from the get go. Mm -hmm. And apparently, in this case, Demers was attracted enough. The interrogation continues. Now, remember, he has waived his right to a lawyer, and he thinks he's doing himself a favor here, and he, you know. He's basically addressing the 
items in the transcript in the chat that he knows the detectives have. What did you bring in your vehicle besides the the computer? Um, change of clothes. Mm-hmm. So um, you were staying over? I was going to leave early in the morning to get back to work, which I'm screwed up now, but a towel, I brought condoms, I brought... Um, Another con- the condoms are in your car now? They were in the backpack. So did you find yourself having um, desires for young girls and just kind of testing the waters, and then this time you finally got your courage up? I, I never even thought about it until this this happened. So it wasn't like I was like testing the waters. It just this happened, and it all just snowballed. It all just snowballed. And this is why the predator investigations are so important. Because, and not just the investigations we do, investigations that ICAC does, that police departments and federal agencies across the country do, because these guys will start just having what they think are innocent conversations that may not be illegal. In many cases, the conversations continue. The line between fantasy and reality gets blurred. And they will at some point, if they're not stopped, in most cases, keep having these conversations until they either get up the courage or see an opening, however they want to rationalize it or justify it, and ultimately set up a meeting with this girl. Now remember, this particular case was in December of 2006 when he was arrested, caught in our sting. At the time, the decoys from Perverted Justice, the online watchdog group, merely used chat rooms on AOL and Yahoo, pretty much. I mean, there were a few others here and there. Today, think about how many places David Demers could be using, how many different social media platforms a guy like him could use to contact a child for sex. Now. I need to say this right up front, that there is no indication David Demers has done this again. He was found guilty in this particular investigation, in this case. He served 25 months in jail. He has to register as a sex offender. He moved from Florida to New England, where he lives now. He's involved in his local union. He works with a church. And while that might be alarming to some, because of his criminal history, there is no indication that he is offended again. And the good news is that he's on this sex offender registry, so people know they can find out the information about his case. But once again, I must be clear, there is absolutely no indication that he has done this again. And we hope that's, in fact, the case. I would like to talk to David Demers, listen to his journey, ask the questions that I can better ask today than I did 15, 16 years ago when I first met him. And we've reached out to David. Obviously, if he agrees, we will have him on this podcast. As you know, I like to hear from you. And this week's question comes from Mike in Phoenix. Take a listen. Hi, Chris. Uh, This is Mike from Phoenix. And I was wondering, several of the men who show up at the house appear to be timid and kind of weak. And do you think that part of the attraction these men have with kids could also be about power and the ability to control someone 
because it seems like maybe they lack a strong personality that you need to control an adult. So maybe they turn to kids that give them the power that they wish they had. What are your thoughts on that? And just want to let you know the work you do to protect kids as well as consumers in your other stories is pretty remarkable. So thank you. Mike, that's an excellent question. And thank you for the wonderful comment. I appreciate it. We have a great team who has always worked very hard on all these stories. The question of power and the question of these predators being timid in character is critical to understanding, I think, how these guys' minds work. You know, people often ask, you know, are you ever afraid? Do you think these guys are going to hurt you or come after you? And, and, And the reality is, yes, it's possible. We've had a few close calls, but most of these guys are timid and they're weak. And that's part of the reason why they prey on children because they think children are easier to control. And I'm not a therapist. And as I mentioned last week, we're going to have this husband and wife therapist couple on the show very soon to talk about the minds of predators and whether or not some predators can be treated successfully. And what they have to say is fascinating. We were at a conference, Childproof America, recently, and I heard them speak, and their research, their work is truly impressive. But I do think that's a component of it. I think that a lot of things go into the mind of a predator, of a child predator. And as we've seen in this episode, as we've heard in this episode, part of it is just the attraction to having sex with a child and the ability of reaching out to this child over the internet and then the grooming process. One of the questions is, why not just go meet someone your own age? Well, I think Mike asked the appropriate question and the answer is because they can't for whatever reason. And so they go after a child thinking it'd be easier. There's some sort of thrill in these guys' minds, I think, about teaching, having sex with somebody for the first or second time. I don't get it. And I'm sure most of you don't get it either, but it exists out there and it's it's prevalent. And I don't know whether it's arrested development. And we'll get into this with uh, our guests in the upcoming weeks. But I think you're right. I think it's partly because of weakness and being timid and not being able to operate in the adult world. And there's more to it in the criminal mind, I know. But it's a great question, and it's one very much worth pondering, Mike, so we're going to do that in the weeks ahead. I appreciate you all very much, all of your questions, all of your input. I try to listen to all of them. I do listen to all of them and read all the questions, and we'll continue to include them on this podcast. Until next week, I'm Chris Hansen. I'll be watching and listening. If you want to reach out to me, you can do so at chris at predatorpodcast.com.